Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Pokemon Podcast. I am joined today by Matt and by Tristan. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yourself? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I feel like today will probably be the most interesting. Um, actually, we're kind of getting into the generations that I probably have the least amount of experience with Pokemon games. Uh, meaning, I did play through them. I did beat them. Uh, but years after and in a rush, um, because I don't know about you, but when you, when you buy off someone like five games, <laughs> there was a, there was almost like a completionist part of me that was just trying to get through them as quickly as possible. Um, so I think we'll have differing opinions on this. Uh, this will definitely be interesting to me because I think, um, for yourselves, this is what, this is their definitely generation. Both of you are very fond of at least what precursoral knowledge uh gives me that's what i think it's the case um but we'll see we'll see uh so we're gonna jump right into it i'm gonna do a little intro and then and then i'll get matt to summarize the game a little bit uh as i'm sure it's uh more established in his mind than it is in mine um so pokemon diamond and pearl were released originally in japan on september 28th 2006 then in north america on april 22nd 2007 um I guess the the key things to take away I, these the, these were the first games I believe on the Nintendo DS, um, so we'll talk a little bit later about the new features that have to do with that. Um, but there's definitely a lot of anticipation, uh, especially with kind of the new the new handheld console um, and all of that. Uh, so with that, Matt, if you can take us through the story of Diamond and Pearl. All right, yeah. So Diamond and Pearl has an interesting plot it's i almost want to call it the point where pokemon kind of like jumps the shark a little bit there's this (laughs) there's a bit of an escalation through the generation so like the first one you're fighting you know the mafia and the second game you're fighting the remnants of the mafia the third game you're fighting eco-terrorists and in this game you're fighting a team of people who want to destroy the planet it kind of it, it it kind of escalated a well, little bit. Well, I feel just, like just a tad. Eco terrorist kind of was that already a little bit. Well, you know they they were going to destroy the planet, but that was like an unintentional side effect. Um, they were ultimately misguided, but they were trying to improve the world as they saw fit. In this one, uh, you're f- up against Team Galactic, uh, led by Cyrus who straight up just want to destroy the world and remake it to one where he, like Cyrus is a god and he remakes <laughs> it in his own image. Um, in pursuit of that, uh, you st- so you start off in uh, Twin Leaf Town and uh, you're hanging out with your best friend Barry. Um, and uh, after seeing a television show about Red Gyarados, you're like, hey, we have a lake nearby. Let's go see if there's any rare Pokemon there. And you go there, and you bump into Don and Professor Rowan. Um, and, uh, you know, you have an interaction with them. You get your starter Pokemon. You start going off on your journey. You go start collecting the badges. You start traveling through the cities. You fight some low-level um, Team Galactic stuff. Uh, then things start ramping up, and uh, uh, it turns out that the lake near your place did have a rare Pokemon, and it had <laughs> one of the legendary three Pokemon um, of, like, emotion. And... Of emotion? That's that's their take on this one? Well, that's the 
that's the roaming trios kind of. Oh thing. yes, yes. Okay. Well, sorry, think... they're not roaming. They're not roaming. That's a different set of Pokemon does. who are the roaming trio. One does. They kind of look like Mew. One right? does. Yeah, is that's that, right. Is that correct? Is that what yeah, I'm thinking of? Yeah, they're they're supposed to be like fairies. They're, yeah. Um, they're usually called the Lake Trio. I, I had to look it up specifically. One of them is <laughs> it's knowledge, emotion, and willpower because they're based on um, the Japanese Imperial Regalia. That's oh, that's that's an yeah. I didn't realize that. That makes sense. Yeah, now that I see them, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, for our listeners who are not familiar with the Japanese Imperial Regalia, it is a sword, a mirror, and a gem. Mm, I believe I so. Um, yeah. Uh, they all have very deep cultural significance and. Uh, um, mythological history, but uh, continuing on, uh, it comes to a point where Team Galactic captures these uh, three legendary Pokemon and extract from them uh, a. Um, they extract the red gem. Uh, okay. They all, they all have like a gem on like their forehead, I believe. Yes. Um, and they like extract from them that gem and use it to make uh, the red chain, which they use in the hope of controlling a legendary Pokemon. In Diamond, they are trying to uh, harness the power of Dialga, the Pokemon of time. Mm -hmm. And in Pearl, they're trying to uh, control the power of Palkia, the Pokemon of space. And these Pokemon are implied to not just be like Pokemon of time, but will be like the precursor gods of time and space. <laughs> um, and when Team Galactic, uh, throughout the entire game, there's this massive mountain range that kind of divides the uh, uh, region. And as you're going through the game, you pass through this mountain range a lot. Um, and as you uh, unlock HM moves, this mountain you can unlock more and more paths through uh, Mount Coronet is what the uh, mountain range is called. Um, and at this point, you get the ability to climb to the peak of Mount Coronet and you reach, uh, I believe it's Spear Pillar at the top. Yep. Um, and you face down with Team Galactic. Uh, Cyrus summons whichever legendary Pokemon and starts unmaking reality. Um <laughs> At which point you uh, beat him and capture the uh, ancient god in a Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> to no ill effect on the world at large, by the by. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it was irresponsible for this uh, grown man to try to remake the world, but giving like the god to an eleven-year-old, nothing bad happens from that. Uh, it's fine. He was trying to control them with chains. We just. We just befriended them. It's it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, if they want, if 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 we want reality slightly remade in our favor, you know, they'll do it as a as a favor to a pal, a friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, honestly, this is so. This is a thing in Pokemon games, uh, except for like Generation Five. I feel. Um, well, technically Sword and Shield as well, but where uh, the plot kind of like has this big climax moment as you defeat the enemy team, 
and then you have to go fight like the last gym leader and go to the elite <laughs> four. And it just kind of feels like you're like, oh, oh. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you go to you go to Sunny Shore City in this game, and I believe it's an electric gym leader, and he's just like, hi there, and you're like, yes, I've recently fought gods. Um, please get out of my way. <laughs> and you I... go to go to the Pokemon League um, and uh, go to fight the champion Cynthia, who. Uh, continuing the, the actual god of the Sinnoh region. Yeah, Cynthia. <laughs> Cynthia's no joke. <laughs> um, she's up there with like Stephen Stone and Pokemon champions who do not screw around. <laughs> um, and then is, is there any post game type things? Or not really. Uh, uh there okay. is. Uh, although, uh, this is something we'll get into more with uh Platinum. Obviously, yeah. But um, there is an entire island that unlocks when you uh, finish with uh, the uh, main story. It's a bit of a smaller area, but it's like a decent chunk of post-game stuff. There's all sorts of little areas to visit. There's a uh, legendary Pokemon that's just kind of sitting there if you're not playing Platinum. Uh <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. You just go to Stark Mountain and like uh, Moltran is just like, "Hello, I am here." <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, the post game feels a bit unfinished. There's not as much to do. Like this is something we'll get back into platinum because platinum makes this whole area way more important. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, I actually do kind of want to now get Tristan's sake if possible, because I know Tristan... Um, how did you feel about playing through the game? And Matt, you as well, because I know you're giving us the summary of it. Uh, how did you fe- feel playing through this game? Because, let, let me put it this way. For me, you know, maybe I don't have the affinity for, for the specific Pokemon in the region, and that, that I think that is a major contributing factor. Um, and it... it it literally only has to do with the fact that there was such a large break between when I played Ruby and when I ended up playing this game, right? Um, like, it's a significant amount of time. Like, at least a decade, okay? Like, I played this game a decade after it was out, pretty much. Um, and I think because there's such a big gap, um, unlike with the newer games where I tend to accept kind of the new Pokemon pretty readily, right? Um if if I'm not mistaken, you pretty much had only Pokemon from this region until you see all the Pokemon. Is that correct? I think nope. I remember something like that. Nope. Nope. No. That's what, Gen Five, and it's bad. Gen Five. We'll get to okay, that. Okay, I'm thinking. Am I thinking <laughs> of the next gen? Okay, that might be that might be my problem then. So, man, th- I'm really having trouble remembering this game. So, so mm-hmm. you do you did touch on the Pokemon of this game, and mm. um, it is an interesting set so they add like a hundred new pokemon but a lot of them are uh evolutions or alternate evolutions of previously existing pokemon yeah. like a huge amount like there is there's a there are some really good new design pokemon in this like uh uh garchomp uh lucario um and uh, uh, Drift Bloom is also quite good. Uh, you've got uh, Luxray. Luxray is really cool. Uh, Star Raptor uh, is 
is also interesting. I'm, I'm not huge on like the Mohawk blade, but you know, it's it's at least an interesting line, and the starters are all really well designed. Mm-hmm. But there isn't a lot of new stuff. There's a lot of um, there. There's a lot of you know. Here's a, a ride on evolution. Here's a lick a lickitung evolution. Here's a magnetite evolution. Uh, so I and, yeah, with that in mind, so you're saying yeah, there's a lot of kind of a little bit of retread and a little bit of um, is it? Hmm. I want to get Tristan's take on it. Let, let's let Tristan talk a little from, bit here. From a cursory uh, glance, I would say maybe about sixty percent of this region is actually new original Pokemon rather than. Hmm like an evolution of some sort ballparking it roughly and not Ballpark. counting like all how, how did you feel about this game from what you're what you remember tristan and, and the pokemon in it so so the ds was like one of the first um nintendo handhelds i didn't get like right out the gate mm-hmm. um so it was actually like a while so i was still playing like you know ruby sapphire all that kind of stuff um but i knew this was out and I knew there was a lot of cool stuff in it because this was kind of when Pokemon was like, I'll call it a resurgence, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. It kind of felt like Nintendo was really pushing it again. Mm. Um, Ruby Sapphire Emerald was kind of like a soft reboot for the series because there wasn't any backwards compatibility, but I kind of feel like they didn't like how that ended. So they wanted to really push like Gen 4 as like, this is what Pokemon looks like now. You know, we've got like these 3D-ish sprites and like, you know, all this stuff. So we're going to, we're going to really like get out there. Like there was, the movies kind of became more of like a thing. There was like more of them coming out and like they were more involved with like their plots and stuff like that. So despite not actually playing it, um, kind of the hype for it was like everywhere. So I was like, well, I'm I'm going to at some point, like I'm going to get DS. You know, not even just for Pokemon, but for like in general. And then, you know, more than likely I'm going to then play one of these. So <laughs> by the time I actually got around to it, I was aware of a lot of the stuff going into it, but um not like I wasn't like read up enough that it was all just like lack of surprise, stuff like that. So I, I quite enjoyed it. Um going back, I think Diamond and Pearl specifically are the start of what I'm going to call Pokemon's, like, beta test problem. (laughs) Yeah, Where the first generation on a new platform will very much be like, wow, they were really just making the engine, huh? Because (laughs) Diamond and Pearl, compared to Platinum, is like, it's night and day. Um, it's, it's even like the saving takes like a minute compared to platinum going pretty quickly. Um, surf speed is absolutely glacial for no good reason. (laughs) It's like, I got surf and diamond and I was like, you're joking, right? Like this is like walking is faster. Oh my God. (laughs) So they they have issues like that where like, it's kind of technically you can tell that this was like let's get that out the door and then we know we're making a third version so it'll be better. Um, Do we feel like um... I'm fond of it because uh, I think Barry is the first rival I actually really care much about. Ah, okay. Um, Wally is fun for like different reasons, but he's also kind of like <laughs> this weird pseudo rival. <laughs> um, he kind of pushes Brendan or May aside and he's like, yeah, yeah, just 
here's my Gardevoir, okay? So <laughs> so Gen 3 had this weird rival split thing, but Gen 4 has Barry is like with you from the start. So he's like if Gary wasn't like a prick. <laughs> I think that's um, it, it brought back double battling in a really cool way. Um, mm-hmm. the, the climax of the game is when you fought one of the Team Galactic admins and like you're kind of in a rough spot and Barry's like, yo, I got this. And he busts in in this big damn heroes moment. And like helps you, and objectively, he's not very good because his team's kind of bad. But it's still a very cool story beat. Um, so, so Sinnoh's got a lot of lore. It's one of the most like story rich um, regions of the game. I'm I'm really do fond you... of how it like leans into myths and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Because do, do you feel it's like when you say story rich, is it like the because this is, and I'm sure this is something that we're starting to see more and more as I play through these games, is that. Yeah, we have so Pokemon has a, a standard kind of gameplay cycle of, of how you have fights, right? Yeah. But on top of it, it really has a standardized cycle of like literally the gameplay map, right? Or the 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 the, the general arc of the story, right? Um and so I'm curious whether this game actually gave anything new, but it, kind of what from what you're saying, especially when you're saying that it felt like they were working on the engine, like it's really a retread in the sense of like, okay, let's just work on the engine and make it all polish, but let's not really come up with crazier ideas. Is I wonder if the escalation no. has to do something with that, Matt. So, so I think I think you're misunderstanding a little bit. Uh, uh, and Tristan can correct me if I'm also misinterpreting no, that's what right, you're yeah. saying. Um. The beta, the beta test problem with Diamond is that, and Diamond and Pearl, sorry, is that uh, there's a lot of new stuff that's added, but it's not like fully finished or explored or balanced until Platinum came out. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, the the post game area doesn't have a lot in Diamond and Pearl. There's a lot there in Platinum. There's even an entire story arc there. Um, and uh, the game runs better. The uh, the typing is more balanced. Uh, something just to briefly touch on. Uh, fire type is almost impossible to find in this game. <laughs> there, are, there are two in Diamond and Pearl. And one of them I'm... is a starter. <laughs> if, if you don't pick Chimchar... Your option is Ponyta or die. <laughs> and it has Ponyta, a grass gym. I like Ponyta. <laughs> um, and Platinum fixes this a lot. Uh, fixes a lot of things, especially the fire issue. Um, and, uh, you know, just, just to put a baseline, because I don't think I explicitly said this yet. I really like this generation um, mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff it did. Um, Maybe go but... through some of those things, if, if you may. Like, specifically, specific things, because I know we talked in yeah. general about the story. So, on. one thing we haven't touched on that I really liked was they really expanded on the secret base element with mm. the underground. I spent hours as a kid just in the underground mining fossils and evolutionary stones and money um and tricking out my secret base uh because (laughs) there was this entire like second map underneath everything that was just like tunnels 
and you could play like capture the flag with people um and this is all wi-fi right like internet. yeah this is all wi-fi i wish it was wi-fi it was it was local connection oh sorry was, I, I, I was meant, gonna, I I was gonna to get to that yeah sorry yeah. i meant to say local connection uh i don't know why i said wi-fi that's fair um yeah you know you could you could play uh capture the flag and whatnot uh it was really cool like you could go down there and it was almost like a it it could almost work as like fast travel because like you go down there in like one area and like come back up another if you had been to that other area Mm -hmm. um i recall i might be uh, that might be just a fabrication of my memory (laughs) sorry say again I, i i missed that uh, I have a memory of like you could go down the underground one place and come back up another. I don't quite think so. There were different places you could go in, and that mattered, which was super cool. I always thought. Okay, that might be what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. like there's there's this one like, I guess it's a square, but I was going to call it a circle. Uh, they can only really get to from like the northeastern part of the map. Um, and that that itself is kind of locked off. So there's this kind of like you know it's out there, but you're like, am I finally close enough to get to this place? And then you yeah. get to I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up the name. I want to call it Accumula Town, but I'm pretty sure that's Gen Five. Uh, but it's it's the it's the Ice City. And you oh, Snowpoint City. Like, yeah, Snowpoint. There we go. And I'm like, wow, we did it. Like we're here. <laughs> finally, delicious. Some good underground. <laughs> Uh, this game also has, um, this generation has a lot of legendaries. Um, yeah, that, that's what I had been trying to lean into when I said story. I, I meant to say lore is what I was going for. Yeah. It's, it's very lore rich as far as like, mm-hmm. this, this really is the gen where they, they like encompass the, there's a legendary for everything thing. Yeah. <laughs> one one um, of my favorites was if you transferred the... Uh, Reggie's from uh, uh, Ruby and Sapphire. Oh yeah! And brought them to Snowpoint City. You could wake up uh, Reggie Gigas. Um, the worst legendary in the game. The worst legendary in the game, but also, like, <laughs> on a conceptually, it's a really cool idea that's just executed not great. Um, <laughs> so Reggie Gigas's ability is that it nerfs itself for like the first five turns. As it's like waking up, but yeah. then like on the fifth turn is really good. Problem is, it's not going to live that long. Yeah, you have to get to that <laughs> fifth turn. It's it's very Reggie Gigas will wait twenty five turns to begin its assault. After that, it will. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, you know, tying into what Tristan was saying about them, like really doing like more of a marketing push with this. There's a huge amount of event Pokemon, mm. which is a bit of a double-edged sword, because on the one hand, it's really cool to go to an event and like have this whole thing, and then you can go and capture this legendary and this little neat little event that is unlocked. That's really cool. On the other hand, none of those happened anywhere near me, so I was just like, huh. Oh, I was going <laughs> to touch on that. Um, this is the first generation, for me at least, because you can kind of argue it with Gen 3. Um that feels actively bad to replay, depending on your circumstances. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, a lot of... So so event Pokemon in the past, like in, in Gen 1 and 2, were typically... You go to like your local mall if it's there, and you know, and they give you a Celebi, which is it's just cool. 
Um, Settleby had an event, technically, where you could get the GS ball via some, like, I want to say it was some kind of, like, cell phone tower mechanic. It was, it was only in Japan, so it wasn't actually, it didn't make its way to um, North American releases. But yeah. it, it was a thing where you had this, like, cell phone tuner, and you could, like, get the GS ball that way, and that's how you would unlock Settleby. But we never got that, so I'm not going to count it. Um, so apart for, for, for everyone in North America, it was basically, you go to a mall, they give you this Pokemon, some guy who's being paid way too little to deal with children all day, <laughs> gives you a legendary Pokemon, and then Gen 3 kind of had it, again, with the mystery gift thing, where, um, or secret gift, was it? Either way. Yeah. yeah. They give you, like, the, the Eon ticket where you can go and catch, um, the other uh, of the Eon Twins, like Latios or Latios, you can catch the one that's not in your game with this ticket. Yeah, and there was also um, a thing for, there was uh, one for Mew. Yeah, there was one for Mew and for Deoxys as well. Um, that was really, like, late in the lifespan of the GBA, though, so there wasn't a lot of events for it. Um, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum had event distributions via Wi-Fi, which, in theory, made things a lot more accessible for, for that kind of thing. Um, the problem is, A, with the beta press problem, Diamond Pearl never got three of them. Like, the important three, just not in the game. You could <laughs> not get the key items without, like, Game Shark. Um, so that was its own thing. Secondly, the actual mystery gift data was saved. It was tied to your save file and not to the cartridge itself. <laughs> Um, so if you if you then if you restarted, restarted the game, yeah. you, you've now missed your chance to get this Pokemon wow. uh, completely. Like it's it's on disc DLC essentially unlocked by having like downloaded this item from the internet. Um, they did not rerun them like much at all, if ever. And that was kind of like, yeah, that's it. No dark ride for you. There was there was another issue. Um, and this gets into slightly, this, this gets into how the Nintendo DS handled, uh, internet and internet protocols and whatnot. But if you wanted to connect to the Wi-Fi with your DS, you needed, you needed a WEP, uh, uh, Wi-Fi, which was less secure than WPA. So if oh, one didn't work out. If, some, if one were to have a security-minded father who was in charge of setting up the internet, one would not be able to to connect to the Wi-Fi with their Nintendo DS and never get any of the event Pokemon until borrowing a uh, a um, action replay from another friend two years later. You know, just as a random example of a problem, one might. Yeah, not, not at all specific to you in any way, Matt. There's no, there's no subtlety in. Uh, you know, this is just just a random possible example. I'd like to say that I don't think I had, I had high speed till like literally. I mean, honest in our family, five uh, four years after this game came out. Yeah, that's that's uh, a mood. So, <laughs> I, I went if, to if a I friend's had... house in yeah. high school, and I, I spent a significant amount of like the visit literally just on the wi-fi <laughs> like we were, we were doing other things but i was also using like the global trade thing <laughs> for sure for sure um, um oh, i oh one more thing matt and then i think i'm gonna re refocus ourselves here for a bit sure but go matt uh i was also gonna say uh tying back into the beta test problem 
Diamond also has two legendaries. I already touched on Heatran just sitting in a mountain, just chilling there. <laughs> um, and there's also uh, Giratina, who is, in the lore, very significant. <laughs> and uh, you have to, like, go... It, it's almost like Spear Pillar from... Uh, not Spear Pillar. It's almost like... Uh, Whatever the tower that uh, Rick Sky Tower. Sky Tower. Sky Pillar. Sky Pillar. Sky Pillar. So many pillars. Uh, <laughs> it's almost like Sky Pillar. You have to go through this, like, uh, almost like Lost Woods from uh, Legend of Zelda mini puzzle in order to find it. And it's this huge hassle to catch. And it's just like, what was that? I don't know. Tune in to Platinum to find out more. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so, it, for and I think I think we're kind of starting to get this a little bit as we're talking about this game. Is that um, if there is a game to go back and play, it's per, it's definitely Platinum as opposed oh, to for sure. oh, definitely hundred percent. I I th- I'm I, I'm going to say that right now because because everything we've said is really leading to that. And I'm I'm actually really excited that the remake is going to be for this gen because for me it'll probably be if it a very similar experience to the first time experience just because I you know. I, I, I remember, as you probably can tell, I remember this. I think I remember the beginning of this game very well. Uh, like it's the, uh, But after that, uh, it, I kind of like the memory fades a little bit. Um, let's talk about new features, though. Let's talk about specifically new features, because we mentioned some of them. One of them was the underground, and I'll, I'll touch on that in a little bit. But I just want to go through some of these so we can, uh, yeah, so uh, we can actually talk about If them. I can oh. interject here, there's yeah. one change in particular that absolutely needs to be put front and center oh this one i, I don't think i know where we're going i think we this is what do you want to say this, this generation yeah. is the origin of the special physical split yep oh is, yes yes which changes everything <laughs> isn't and, it crazy though that it's this generation right that, that, that I, happens before like really looking back at like the history of Pokemon for this podcast, I would have said it was generation three. But no, it's in this generation when um attacks are given their own status as being physical or special attacks. Which rebalances and fixes a colossal amount of Pokemon. <laughs> because if you look at the stats of Generation 3 Pokemon and like generation two Pokemon, like all the generations of Pokemon, a lot of them seem to be balanced in the idea of a special physical split that did not exist until this generation. Like you had, uh, you had fire Pokemon who were like really like uh, fast physical hitters who only had access to special attacks because that's what fire was designated to be. Um, you could learn. You could have a fighting type learn fire punch and do like no damage because that's a. Special I, I was going to say Hitmonchan in particular was absolutely <laughs> hilarious under this particular model. I'm not going to lie, like <laughs> you're seeing Hitmonchan these days, and you're like that. That's a Pokemon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, back in the day, yeah. There's so many, so many Pokemon had like physical stats but we're in a special typing or special stats but in a physical typing uh (laughs) that retroactively were fixed by this monumental shift (laughs) 
Well, and it's just easier to balance, right? Like you can, it you also can just actually makes more sense. It does. It really does. <laughs> like Jennifer nobody. Also... Oh, sorry. Keep going. Uh, no kid was going in and saying, "Ah, yes, I'll have, I'll teach fire punch to my Alakazam. <laughs> this will end well." That's the case. Sorry. Fire punch Alakazam. I don't know. That's that's the strat. Uh... No, that was a strat. No, that, that genuinely was like almost <laughs> oh, meta breaking yes. in Gen One. <laughs> um, it, it's insane. Like. You know how relatively late this change happened, and how monumental it just changed everything. Mm. Um, For the best, though, I think we. Oh, all oh absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it it gave rise to um, what I consider um, one of the most fun kinds of like Pokemon build, which is the mixed sweeper. Um, mm. Generally speaking, you had either a sweeper is sorry, a sweeper is the competitive term for like your your main um damage dealers on your team. There's mm-hmm. we we can talk about it very briefly, but there's there's essentially there's there's walls, which are just tanks. Sweepers are like main DPS, they're kind of like glass cannons usually. Think about um, like a broom sweeping away the enemy. Yeah, team. yeah. You, you want to do as much damage as you possibly can with them, so you spec them out for that and nothing else. Um you have your leads, which usually do some setup. And then there's a few things from there, but generally speaking, sweepers used to be either special or special or physical, depending entirely on you know their typing and things like that. Um, the 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 physical special split made mixed sweepers viable because you have you have Pokemon that have these kind of like mixed physical and special stats. Um, Infernape's actually a really good example of it. Yeah, where um, it has fairly high of both. So you can either lean entirely into one, or you can kind of go for some coverage and like, you know, go there because like it has really good uh, fighting moves, for instance. But like maybe its physical fire moves aren't as good as say like flamethrower. Um, Lucario is another weird one. Lucario comes off as this like master of physical combat, but its its special stats are actually marginally higher. <laughs> um. So depending on how you want to build that, you can you can kit out Lucario with you know whatever you want. So it, it really adds a lot of um, options. I'm I'm I, curious about like while we're talking about this, like how were Pokemon competitions like around the time that this game came out or before this game came out? How were, were they, there any? Were like, there a lot? How were they or how were they conducted? Do you how mean? popular were they? Uh, more um, than anything, they were fairly. I mean, I I think it was a lot more ad hoc before Gen mm-hmm. Four. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think Gen 4 was the real rise of VGC, which is the main competitive format. Well, it makes sense because this actually, well, it feels like with this, they can actually balance the game, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, let me let me just fact check that actually because I might be totally wrong. No worries, no worries. While you check, I'll cover the other really important change I'm seeing on uh, Bulbapedia. Roselia's EV yield was changed from one special attack to two special attack. Brazilia's? Why is and, that a big change? Tell and, me. And Miss Dravis, Miss EV yield has changed from one special attack and one special defense to only one special defense. That is not significant. I don't know why they made those changes. I don't know why they're bullet. I don't. I, I think they're bullet points on Bulbapedia Peter because they didn't change it for anyone else. But I don't know why they would change that. That's just. It's so specific. <laughs> Let me Where talk people, about. 
Mm-hmm. Were people not farming enough Roselias to increase their <laughs> special attack? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, I, the one other thing, I mean, it's not really a change, but it's something to take a note, is that there, in Ruby and Sapphire, there was not the morning, day, afternoon, evening, night cycle. Sorry, there wasn't a time cycle necessarily. Uh, so in Diamond Pearl, they had this five like periods in the day, morning, day, afternoon, evening, night. So they introduced that. Um, yeah, they brought that back from Gen. Brought two, that back, sorry. Yeah. Expanded it more. Um, there's also the on the bottom of the screen, you have the like a, a smartwatch or something, right? So, um, because oh, yeah, you now poke, have the DS, yeah. So just the fact that you could click stuff on the bottom screen and, and use it, and it's just more efficient, <laughs> really. Yeah. And Pokemon coming in ahead of uh, freaking smartwatches. <laughs> uh. I found that VGC was indeed from 2008, I believe, was the first actual, like, origin of it, and then the first tournaments of 2009, so definitely within Gen 4. Mm-hmm. For sure. Probably for sure. because the DS was a lot easier to do things with, uh, you know, to deal with a cable that's a bit jank. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. I mean, it makes sense. Once once, you, once you're at the DS, it kind of makes sense, and from what from this split like imagine they didn't do this and you know it became popular like (laughs) the the competitive pokemon scene existed kind of online before then um Mm -hmm. using battle simulators air simulators um shoddy battle was the the main one it had like a standalone client and you would like essentially proxy it Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with like most tabletop stuff yeah yeah yeah. um Uh, but i'm gonna be honest playing that tabletop Yu-Gi-Oh simulator not not a thing uh, so, <laughs> uh, that that's that's a separate conversation. Uh, okay. Uh, the last thing is definitely the Pokemon Underground. So you're saying like oh, it's essentially a whole world underneath the world. So I think that was really cool. Um, and Matt Matt kind of spoke to that. Um, other than that, we've pretty much covered anything, everything except for Pokemon contests, which um I remember saying on the last show my my favorite part. No, I don't want to say my favorite part, but definitely one of my favorite parts of Ruby were, were the Pokemon contests. Um, and how, Matt, do you remember, or, or Matt or Tristan, do you remember how, like, the, the contests in, uh, Diamond and Pearl compare to, uh, Ruby Sapphire? Um, so they're more of a, yeah, they're more of a pageant. (laughs) Um, so they focused on the wrong things. So, in Ruby and Sapphire was this really nice, um, minigame that, like, had its own, like, separate almost kind of like battle system to it which was really neat it was so good in ruby and diamond you could have made a standalone game. well ruby and sapphire sorry ruby and sapphire yes that you could have made a standalone game (laughs) yeah and then in uh diamond and pearl uh they added so the first thing they added was the uh uh visual comp they added more rounds so there was the visual competition first where you like dressed up your Pokemon like it's a beauty pageant kind of thing with like little props and whatnot and it was like okay um, but I want to do the cool battle system thing and so like no no <laughs> dress up your Pokemon first do it the, this is this is really important for you to win the, the contest if you don't do this you're gonna lose kid uh, and so like okay fine we did that and then then there's a dance competition and it's just like, can I do the cool battle system? No, no. DDR. Do it. <laughs> and it's just like, okay. And then you you do that. And then finally you get to do the part of the contest that's actually uh, fun. And like, 
this part's fine. This part, you know, this was the good part of contests. It's still the good part of contests. It's carried over. Uh, they added some new things to help, like, spice up the gameplay of it. And it's quite neat. The problem is, a huge amount of your score is locked in the first two parts that you don't care about. <laughs> and um, this this really good section is, by contrast, less important. Which, not a great change in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Matt, Matt pretty much summed up my feelings on it. It went from, like, this is, like, a fun thing I'm gonna do, to, like, wow, I do not care. Um, really, really funny. They, they tried to push it super hard in the anime. Oh like, my god. Like Ash's main companion for the region is Dawn, who is also, like, the, the female playable character. And, like, her entire thing is contests. And I was like, oh, okay, because I'd watched the anime at the time. I was like, oh, contests should be fun. No, they're not. They're just not. They're just bad. And, like, she spent so much time doing them. Yeah. They they came off as so much, like, cooler in the show because, like, they weren't restricted to this weird format. <laughs> um, I would I would even venture to guess that, like, if, if you want to have, like, styling Pokemon, right, I think that can be a feature, but... It, my from what I'm gathering, the biggest problem with this is that they had an amazing mini game and they should have just let it be, right? And just kept it in the next gen. Uh and if they wanted to do something that has to do with like the look of your Pokemon, have that be like a completely separate setup, right? Have that be yeah. like something else. Yeah. If these if these mini games were off to their side and their own thing, I, I would still think they're kinda bad, but not care about them. Pretty much. Uh, the fact that they were stapled to the front of the fun thing that I actually wanted to do uh, just kind of ruined a lot of things for me. And so much so, I don't think they brought it back, right? I think this is the last time you see um, Am I wrong about that? Were they in... Uh, they in well, there were some... They were, they were kind of in um, the Ruby Sapphire remakes. Oh, well, okay. Yes. <laughs> They, they did guess... iterate it on, they, yeah. They iterated on it somehow. I don't remember exactly what well, got well, changed. We can, we'll talk about that when we get to the remakes. But I don't think they use that for any other game, right? I mean, it makes sense in the remake to use it. I feel like I feel Not like that. that I'm aware of. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I do remember. I'm going to just like unlock some like deep memories from Matt here. Probably when you mentioned contests, um, I just I totally forgot about Pokemon seals, like the Pokeball. Oh yeah, those are the stickers you could have because that was like. Mostly for contests, really. You, you oh, have okay. On... I looked it up. Um, in Generation Five, Pokemon contests become Pokemon musicals, where they just oh, they God, they drop musicals. They drop the uh, they drop the fun mini game part. I remember those. They fo- they drop the fun alternative battle system part in favor yeah. of the other things. It's just like. <sighs> But we'll get into that exactly when we get once, into Generation that's Five. Why I forgot them. We'll get, we'll get, we'll we'll yeah. dig into that uh, when we get into the uh, Generation Five because there's a lot to talk about in that game. Uh, but uh, yeah, what else? I yeah okay. So I think we're good. We're good for like new features. I think we we have an understanding. Uh, we talked a little bit about the Pokemon. I think I'd like to touch on that before we get into Platinum. So, what were your oh, favorites? Oh. oh, this was this was the first generation with um, gender differences. Oh, that was not a feature in 
There, it had, there were genders for Pokemon because, like, the breeding system and everything. Yeah. But uh, the the Gen Four games were actually the first ones that introduced like dimorphism. So, like, Pikachu's have like hearts on their tails instead. If yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it, it's a small thing, but it's kind of neat. It is. It is. Yeah. Cool. No, I definitely appreciated that. Um, although it did leave poor uh, Nidoran, Nidoran Plus and Nidoran. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Are we a joke to you? <laughs> Nidoran oh, this Plus was the first Nidoran one with, Arrow. This was the first, first one with um, form changes as well, thinking about it. Yeah. That's primarily a platinum thing, though, so we can what come back for that when we get there. Yeah, I guess we can. Uh, all right. Starters. I want to talk about starters and legendaries. So starters, what what was your favorite starter of the three? And then after that, uh, legendaries. Uh, starters are legendary? really strong this generation. This is actually the only... Or I need to call it expansion. I've been playing too much Final Fantasy. Um, the two, this is the only generation where I like sincerely adore all three starters. Mm, yeah um i only just kind of like bulbasaur like i like bulbasaur but by the time it gets to venusaur i'm like meh, meh. but at, at every stage of the evolutions along this one i'm like yeah i like these guys torterra is just the cooler venusaur torterra is um, so good i love it's, torterra it's really so good. much it also has I think grass that's... ground typing which mm-hmm. is really fun to play with it gets earthquake which is hilarious <laughs> it actually has a higher attack stat uh than uh than Infernape. <laughs> like Torterra is just a powerhouse that moves a snail's pace. Yeah. This um, this is the first gen they kind of had a secondary triangle in the starters as well. Um it was an attempt at a balance mm, shift. Because mm-hmm. up up until uh this generation, all of their or most of them I should say, because there were exceptions, most of them were just pure single type. Like Charizard became flying, and that's fine. Um, Mudkip became water ground, that's fine. But it kind of sucked because it's just extra lost to Trico. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there's one other I'm thinking. Oh, Blaziken was firefighting, but like that didn't like affect anything. Yeah. Um, the secondary triangle in the Gen Four starters intentionally subverts it a little bit, where by yeah. by the end. Um, I think except for Empoleon, actually. Empoleon kind of gets shafted, but that's fine, because it's cool. But um, Infernape gets a fighting chance, literally, against Empoleon, because fighting versus steel. Um, Torterra can kind of fight back against Infernape, because it has... Um, earthquake. <laughs> it has Earthquake. Yeah, it just says Earthquake. <laughs> Empoleon can kind of fight Torterra, because it's got Ice Beam. Well, no, <laughs> it's not no. a typing thing. Torterra is no, no. just four times weak to Ice Beam. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it has that. It, it, uh, the ground, the it, it's kind of different because uh, it still has water typing, which is effectively yeah. ground. Yeah. Although it ultimately rounds out to neutral because of grass, but like Ice Beam exists, so yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> it just has Ice Beam. That's it. <laughs> If I had that's, to pick that's the one that's my favorite, I'd say Torterra um, is my favorite. Infernape is a solid second choice because, like, it's got that nice Sun Wukong Monkey King vibe to it. Um, and Empoleon is great, but just not my favorite of the other two, which are just really strong. 
I would uh I would say the Yeah, I think you're right. The this might be like I'm not gonna say that that necessarily any one of these Pokemons are my favorite out of all the starter Pokemon that we have, but I think from from the first evolution to the last one, for all three of them, like there isn't a choice I don't like. You know what I mean? Like I I, th- I really um what's the word? I'm really with Tristan on this one. I feel like as an overall group of starting Pokemon, this feels like the strongest kind of group where it doesn't feel like any mid like you know middle evolution or end evolution or beginning evolution um, kind of brings it down. I feel like all of them are awesome. So uh, I'm definitely there. And I think I'm with uh, Torterra, you said, is the, is the grass type. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think that is probably my favorite. Um yeah, I, I had a fun time. I think I, I think I did choose Torterra for this. One. It's also quite nice because each of the uh, evolutions very much leads into the next one. There isn't none of these evolutionary lines I look at. I go, how did it end up there? <laughs> <laughs> and Empoleon's my favorite by a country mile. I think there, there's something cool about like Blade Penguin to me. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure what it is precisely. It also. This, this is a personal bias. It also has the move Flash Cannon, which is just cool. Yeah. <laughs> How about... I just, like, um, I just like Torterra, because as you mentioned, like there's a lot of double battles in this game, and Torterra's just like, Ooh. everything <laughs> before me dies. Yeah, I'm minding if I stomp. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, okay, and legendaries. Do we have a favorite legendary? Um, this one's a weird one because I feel like the legendary list is a little shorter, like rare and legendary. No, one. the legendary no? list in this game is there's 14 oh, legendaries. Yeah. There's so game. many, especially in such a Am small generation. Something? There's so many. I feel like I'm missing something. Sorry, I'm, like, I'm like just... a full tenth of this generation is legendaries. It's ridiculous. Oh, yes, okay. So. You know, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the. Uh, I don't know if this is a what's it called a bland opinion, but actually, I think I like uh, Arceus the most. <laughs> Arceus is really nice. Um, I'm going to say uh, Giratina, but Origin mm. Giratina. It's, it's actually valid. it's actually funny that you you say Giratina because I remember, and I don't know when we had this battle. All right. Uh, but Matt and I had a, a Pokemon battle. You had like an actual setup party. I had like a trash setup because uh, I had no idea what I was doing. But I had a uh, Guarantina. I'm just telling the story because I think it's appropriate for this this event. Uh, I think Guarantina had. I don't know if it was Extreme Speed or it was like Barrier Break. I don't know what kind of move exactly it was. But oh God, you like wrecked me. But there's this one moment where you like you use Protect or use some kind of like you know uh, protective thing. But Guarantina. Uh, Tina's move broke through it. You're like, what? Oh yeah, Shadow Force. Yeah, Shadow, Shadow Force. Force. Okay, that's what it was. Um, <laughs> and so, and so, uh, yeah. No, I I just remember that's a that's a memory I remember. That was funny because I was like getting wrecked, and you like wrecked all my other Pokemon. But I had I had Giratina, and I was able to. It's, use it's it. a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Giratina is another one of the Pokemon that suffers from the uh, beta test of Diamond and Pearl because its normal version <laughs> is... Giratina itself is dumpy. <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's just like a derpy kind of like centipede thing with like these little bat wings. It's just like, it's like hello. someone mixed Littlefoot with a centipede and then gave it too many legs. <laughs> Sorry, can I just say, what's it with this like six six like legs, six legs? Yeah, thing? it's, it's wild. wild. I don't. I'm sure I don't know if I like form. it. <laughs> like, no, no. The, the The normal form is just 
terrible. And then, like, you give it the Grisha's Orb and it becomes origin form and becomes Satan's Sky Snake. <laughs> it, is, it is really funny to me that the, the quote-unquote original form is called the Altered Form. Yeah. Or, like, I think the implication is, like, it's it's trapped in our world and that's just suffering. Yeah. So it's got, like, six legs and, like, doesn't It needs know the legs to move around. It can't just slither. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because, wait, I'm not going to lie. The 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 origin form that I'm looking at here it makes it feel much more like a like a spider like an insect I don't know about you guys yeah it's got it's got like spider vibes yeah um but yeah like uh origin Giratina in particular is my favorite legendary of this generation mm. and is honestly fifty percent of the reason why as a kid I bought platinum. I didn't know about all the improvements in Platinum. I'm just like, that looks so much cooler than the Pokemon I worked so hard to catch. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. All right. Uh, any, any Tristan, any, how about you? Any any uh, favorite Pokemon, favorite legendary here? Oh, it's Shaman. Barnum. How did I know it was going to be Shaman for you? <laughs> Gee, I wonder. It's almost like I have a brand revolving around hedgehogs, Matt. <laughs> Shaman, Shaman is like, 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 chef's kiss pokemon design because it's a little hedgehog with like shrubbery on its back making it a literal hedgehog (laughs) i love it dearly it is my favorite thing in the world (laughs) see i would question this but like i have a very odd uh what's it called can can chip with mew so i'm not gonna say anything (laughs) no that's valid uh, I, I just y- like that it's a little, it's a little hedgehog with a little hedgehog. Like an actual hedgehog. I, I will give a special shout out to Darkrai because mm. Darkrai is really cool because it has cool. a completely mm. different fighting style to like almost every type of Pokemon in that it is built around putting the enemy to sleep and destroying them in their sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know. Dark Dark is probably if I were to say like cool factor, definitely, definitely up there, you know. Uh yeah, okay. I think that's good. I think we can I think we can now move on to I guess the main dish. You know, fit, uh, well into the show, but the main dish, because I know this is probably the when we're gonna compare Pokemon, uh I wanna compare some of the Pokemon uh games at the end. This is probably the game we're gonna be mentioning more. Platinum, all right. So what are the biggest things in platinum? Uh Maybe we'll start with Matt, and then we'll go to Tristan after. So, the first major thing is um, it rebalances a lot of things. It also changes the plot significantly, and I'll touch on this because I did talk about the plot earlier. So, in the plot of the original games, uh, Team Galactic is going for like one of the two legendary Pokemon for some reason. Um, You know... I don't really know how time travel helps them remake the world, but <laughs> apparently it does. Uh, and, and like, I know time travel could be used to change things, but this is they're like straight up destroying the planet and remaking it with time somehow. And I don't exactly know how they're doing that. But in this game, they actually go after both. And um, in the original game, Spear Pillar just kind of like ends you 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 kind of defeat uh cyrus 
and he's sad, and you capture the. He's sad. <laughs> he's sad. <laughs> he, he straight up just like has like a soliloquy <laughs> about how like all of his ideals are for naught, <laughs> and you capture uh, the legendary Pokemon, and you know, go on to fight the Elite Four. In this one, they extract the uh, crystals from the uh, Emotion Trio, the Lake Trio. Sorry, and. Uh, forge the red chains uh, and chain both Dialga and Palkia are straight up remaking reality. There's nothing you can do to stop it. You don't fight Cyrus at this point yet. <laughs> at which point, Giratina rips reality open and <laughs> drags Cyrus to Pokemon to hell. At which point, <laughs> you pursue him <laughs> through... The, through an alternate dimension where gravity and reality make no sense and you then face him down and defeat him and capture Giratina <laughs> and it's so much cooler <laughs> I, I need to I need to inject interject at this point to say that Cynthia is with you and basically goes wow that was messed up right like <laughs> Um, and, uh, in Diamond and Pearl, there's an entire, like, admin of, uh, Team Galactic that you never fight. Um, in Platinum, there's an entire post-game story where you team up with, with, uh, is it Looker? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Looker, who's introduced in this game. This is the first time Looker Looker shows up. Also, he's, he's you, very good. And very you team strange. up with the Pokemon FBI to take down the la- last remnants of Team Galactic. It's Pokemon Interpol, which is even cooler. <laughs> he, he's got this like they they try it's they have to like go around it weird because localization, but he has a weird like talking style in each game to imply that he's like foreign. Yeah. Um. And you, like, battle through Stark Mountain against the remnants of Team Galactic. You face down against the final admin, who you never fought before, who's trying to, like, harness the power of Heatran to, because, out of, like, spite at this point. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) And you defeat him. He gets arrested by Interpol. (laughs) And and you get to capture Heatran. (laughs) You know what? I, I'm I'm loving everything about this. <laughs> the plot, like it's so, it flows so much better. And then, like I'm not even touching on. They add the battle frontier in this in the post game area. You can get a house, which is a colossal sink of money. Like it costs. Like housing is realistic. It costs so much money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you as an 11 year old can have this like tricked out like um, modern mansion <laughs> as you're like mo- like with like plasma TVs as you're like mom back in freaking twin leaf is like in this dumpy little cottage <laughs> comparison um and it's and and this is a small thing but also in platinum you can capture a level 100 magic carp that's what's up. In, in the town that has your mansion in it, there you can catch like Magikarp in the water, and they are making me so excited levels. for this. Why is this <laughs> not in the original game? Oh and my you goodness! You can capture and like 
it's a very rare chance, but you can find a level 100 Magikarp, and it's perfect. It's really you good. cannot evolve it. It is stuck as a Magikarp because it's level 100. <laughs> but it is. But you just wonder, how did this happen? <laughs> oh, you just you just reminded me. Speaking of level 100 Magikarps, um, this game changed the way some of the background calculations were done. Um, I think we talked before in Gen 2 about how like um, effort values and stuff like that and Pokemon mm-hmm. are technically better the longer you've had them, like the earlier you get them because they've had a chance to accumulate these points. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Gen 4 is when they started recalculating effort values when you either level up or deposit a Pokemon into a PC. Um, so it means that legendaries are actually like able to benefit from these. Which is nice, because right. there's a lot of them this uh, this generation. Yeah. It also changed eggs to now hatch at level 1, which is a tiny change, but a fun one. Yeah, it also helped make sense of like, the level 3 Pokemon. Just like, how are you worse than a baby? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Platinum... It rebalances a lot of things, it moves some things around, the plot just flows like much better um the the challenge is better but it also isn't like worse than that it isn't like diamond where it's just like do you not have a fire do you not have a ponyta <laughs> screw you uh, <laughs> um and uh yeah platinum is just a way better version of diamond and pearl to the point like on a technical level like you save faster, uh... <laughs> you save faster. <laughs> no, like Diamond and Pearl saving in Diamond and Pearl took an eternity. I cannot put into words uh, how the words "this may take a while" put me into <laughs> put fear into my heart. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot. Like so many times as a kid, my parents are like, "All right, shut down Pokemon and do this thing." I'm like, "All right, let me save." Please let it be a short save. Please let it be a sh- No! <laughs> it's taking... They're like, Matt, Matt, it's been five years. Come on. <laughs> You're graduating high school now, Matt. <laughs> are you? St- how are you still saving this game? Uh, it just... It was a lot. Um, But, it, I mean, regardless... I think it is exciting, though, to see that it seems... And the reason there's such a fondness is because Platinum came out. Uh, I think if it did not come out, the, the this, I feel like the whole gen might be a little bit of a wash. I'm not gonna lie. Like I feel like this game redeems it, or at least may, maybe from replayability standpoint. Uh, well, like I still really like Diamond and Pearl, but Platinum like refines it to such a degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's almost weird looking back that we haven't gotten a third version. Uh quite like platinum since this this was like you know everyone always talks about like oh there's going to be a third version but this was like thinking back this is the last time that there was like a third a, a true version. one yeah because black white mm. 2 was like it's a or no black, no, yeah. no black white yeah. 2 were like straight up sequels um in x and y just straight up never got z like you yeah. could tell z was supposed to happen like there and was Ultra an Sun anime. And Ultra Moon were pointless. Oh yeah, Ultra Sun and Moon were pointless, and uh, uh, I don't think anyone's going to talk. I don't think they're going to talk about Sword and Shield 
Uh, I guess like the DLC filled that role for it a bit, but I mean, like I guess you you could yeah, Sun and Moons has it, but it's kind of I don't know, and it's not it's not quite the same. I feel distinctly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So with all the stuff that we talked about, with all the things that we said, maybe it's time. Unless either of you have anything else to add, maybe it's time to. Uh, look back at our rankings, right? So um, just to give Tristan a heads up here. So what we did is we started doing kind of starting last uh, episode is we are now comparing it to previous generations, right? Um, And you can choose platinum. You can, maybe we can choose diamond pearl and platinum as like two separate kind of takes. Um, Uh, I would, I would just merge it into one because it's always just going to be diamond mm, and pearl below platinum. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. How do we feel Gen 4 stacks up with the previous three generations? All right, what are we feeling about that? So we can start are with we, maybe Tristan. Trist are we giving one. separate rankings for, like, like technical versus everything else, or, like... Uh, you can. You can. You, okay. you can talk about, like, like specific things. I was going to say, like, your overall enjoyment, right? That, yeah, that's so usually what I go overall, with. Then. That still works. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, I think... I'm I'm kind of cheating a little when I say this because Gen Two is my favorite, but Gen Two also got a Gen Four remake. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a little bit polluted there, but Gen Two is no. Still my well, favorite okay, okay, sorry. Let, let me let me say this specifically, okay? So not including the remakes, all right? We're talking okay. just main storyline games. We will have the remakes will have its own ranking system. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> Gen Gen Two is still my favorite in that regard. Then, mm. um, I would say technically though, Four is like a mile better than it like like as much as mm. i've ducked on diamond and pearl for being like weird beta tests um there's still a cut above like even ruby sapphire they just added so much that i can like mm-hmm. the only real problems in the end are like it saves super slow and like some of the graphical stuff is like wow this is ridiculously slow and like that's just like early iteration engine stuff everything else is is completely on point hmm uh, so we, so you're gonna go. From what you're telling me, rank wise, I'm gonna say it's probably two, four, three, three, one. one. Mm, okay, so there, there's Tristan's. Uh, Matt, what's yours? I put Generation Four at the top, followed by Generation Three, followed by Generation Two, followed by Generation One. A uh, bit of an unoriginal order. Wait, wait, say but... that again. Say that again. Okay, so you just I, going four, I essentially three, two, go one. four, three, two, one. Mm -hmm. Um, interesting Mm -hmm. this is Uh, gonna change as like we get into the further games because then my ranking gets a bit more interesting but i from my point of view at least one pokemon one to four um is just a trajectory up (laughs) okay like that makes sense it's, it's not it's not uniform like pokemon contests between three and four got worse but um and like there's a couple things that aren't as good as previous generations but as a whole one to four is a is just a solid lineup uh okay okay there's matt's um mine to no surprise i think i mean maybe surprise but not really if you listen to our previous episode uh i think i'm going and this is it's i know it's completely unfair Right, because I I literally played Diamond once, and I no, I you can be as closest... unfair as you want. It's your opinion. 
Exactly. Exactly. It's going to be unfair. But I played through Diamond once, and I pretty much sped run it. I think that was the shortest amount of time I spent with a game. Um, and there, to the add is like, maybe this does kind of push the, my reasoning a little bit too, is that I feel like the Pokemon in it. Not only do I not have a familiarity with the game, the Pokemon in it don't speak to me as much, right? Um, I, I said the starters themselves amazing, but I, I, th- I think the general Pokemon in the region, at least from what I remember, and once again, how dare you have subjective thoughts? On <laughs> yeah, how dare game. I? Uh, but I'm I'm gonna go and uh, honestly. I'm going to go three, two, four, one. All right. I'm going to go three, two, four, one. That's, that's going to be my order. Um, if you had put genius. one above four, I would have questioned your sanity. Well, I, <laughs> you know, there is a part of me that would have loved to, but uh, if you, yeah, I, I actually did replay the original red, like, like not too long ago. And Absolutely. It is you know, annoying. Said, There's a lot said, of annoyances. <laughs> yeah, as we said in like the episode we did on it, absolutely foundational to everything that came before. Does not hold up compared to... <laughs> does not hold up nearly as well as people might think it does. Pretty much. Um, I just realized we didn't really talk about the Battlefront here much. Ooh. Oh, I did mention it was in Platinum, but we yeah. didn't talk about it. I think it needs a little bit more than like, oh yeah, it's there. Oh like... yeah, you know, the thing everyone <laughs> loves. You know, right, I just, I just realized suddenly I'm like, wow, people are going to hate this if we, <laughs> we don't talk right, about let's, it. Let's talk about the Battlefront here. Let's do it. We have, we have our uh, previous generation uh, lists, and now what, what the Battlefront here, how do we feel about it? Uh, I'll start with Tristan. super cool. Um, I, super I, did cool. not, yeah. I didn't do the Emerald one very much at all. Um, I found the battle, I, I don't remember which one it was. It's one of the ones you've come across first where it's like the rental type one in Emerald. And I didn't play it very much. So um, to see the really like super fleshed out version of it in Platinum, and then it just got ported over directly for Heart Gold and Soul Silver. So I don't think we need to talk about it during that episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a lot of cool, I like the battle... I want to say mansion. Uh, castle? Castle? Castle, yeah. The one where you could use um, points to like either make it easier than harder for yourself. Um, you got like this like points card in between fights, and you could either gain points by making things... It sets all your Pokemon to level 50, and then you mm-hmm. can adjust things from there. Um, you can gain points by making all the Pokemon on the enemy team level 55 instead yeah. of 50. Yep, yeah, that was uh, uh, you can castle. spend points. Yeah, you can spend points to make them 45 or yours 55 Whoa. and like so on and so forth. I think there was some kind of item interaction to it too where you could like buy certain items or like yep. heal between rounds too, but I don't remember precisely. I just remembered like the you can like the the adjustable difficulty part was what I thought it was neat about it. Um there was also the I want to say the battle hall. It's been a while. Where, um, uh, yep, Battle Hall. You can just do like, it's like a type tournament kind of, where like you put like monotype tournaments. I, I might be mixing up things at this point. I should look it up. Um, let's see. Completely... Yep. Yep. It's, uh, you select what types you want to battle. Okay, cool. Yeah, I thought so. There's, there's like a monotype one and then like a, a different one. So I always thought that was cool. There's like a lot. Um, uh, there's also the Battle Factory, where you just get handed random rental Pokemon. Yeah, the Factory was neat, too. Um, Factory was, Factory was the one, oh, 
I wasn't very, I was still not great at Pokemon at this point, so I never got really far in the Battle Frontier, except for I did a lot of the Battle Factory because it was rental Pokemon, so I didn't have to have, like, my own good Pokemon. <laughs> um, and that was really uh, neat to play through because, you know, you're playing with Pokemon that you have to select. It's almost like, um, uh, a draft format in a card game. Uh, mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really fun. The arcade was also super fun. And of course, there's also the Battle Tower, which is just, you know, the classic. Yeah. Um, you, you assemble your team and fight your way through. Uh, no real gimmicks. The the cool thing about the Battle Tower, it, it's not like mechanically any different, but the, the, the leader of the Battle Tower is Barry's dad. Hmm. Yeah. Which is neat. Yeah, there's a neat little scene when you, because you and Barry both go to um, uh, the New Island together, and like you have a nice scene where you battle it out in front of uh, the Battle Frontier, and he's, you know, say, talking about how like his dad runs the Battle Tower and how he strives to live up to his example and whatnot. Barry's a fun character. I so here's my thing about the Battle Frontier, um, and this is something that. I've had um I feel like the if there was a, a rare pokemon <laughs> I don't know if they'd do this but if there's like a legendary pokemon to capture like as a reward I think that would incentivize more people to play it or me specifically uh cuz I feel like sometimes the reward is not worth the let me get really good at this <laughs> uh honestly I like the current well, I say current implementation, but you know there hasn't been we a haven't had since, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like the idea of just having it be purely optional because mm. it allows them to like really make these very difficult, very interesting challenges, but it also doesn't lock people out of you know content uh, because they're not you know super good at Pokemon. Mm-hmm. You know, I if think there the was Battle a legend here, also did a really good job of being like accessible while also having like an end game option, sort of. Yeah, like most of them were straightforward enough that you could just kind of play it without expecting to do like amazing. And then if you really, really wanted to get into it, there was also that option for you. Uh, the Battle Tower in Crystal was was very not. Uh, you just kind of went and got like clocked, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I what well, you're saying that about like not being accessible, but I I would argue that some of the legendary <laughs> in themselves uh, to capture them, like unless you have a master ball, uh, is probably not accessible to a lot of young players. That's right. No, no, sorry. I mean specifically the Battle Frontier was it, it's it, it's got like it, it ramps up enough that if you're like an incredibly casual player who does not look at like any kind of Mm, there's no um, way you can do it. Mm. Optimization or anything like that, you can still kind of get in, like you can get your feet wet, and like yeah. still just have fun with it. But then, like if you really want to push for like the, I'm gonna call them achievements, I guess. Um, that's also an option. Then you have, yeah. So like you can completely ignore the Battle Frontier and everything's fine. You can experience all the content. You can dip into it, get some nice content, fun battles. It's great. Or you can really dig into it and find a really great challenge, and I think that's just a really good implementation. 
Mm. Okay, yeah, I, get, I think it is. But you get the I, best of all three worlds. I I just feel like for me it's never drawn me in, right? Um, and unfortunately, That's fair. I I, do, I think I think I'd be more interested in like competitive against other people than I would be in this tower. That's fair. Yeah. Does it? Yeah. Do, does the tower you feel ever resemble like like could someone like go through that to actually practice? towards playing with people or does it not really have a lot of the a lot of the very late stuff is especially tuned for like exactly that yeah you will straight up find trainers who will stealth rock you yeah maybe (laughs) not exact say meta builds but like they're they're definitely um the the trainers are random but they're only random out of like a certain set so it's kind of like a curated thing yeah so they'll have x number of trainers with like x number of teams they also definitely have themselves. like more advanced uh, AI scripts. Yeah, they're they're smarter, and they have teams that are like specifically made to like mess you up if you. Yeah, you know, it's not it's no it's no longer like Bug Catcher Ken with his six kakunas. Yeah, it's still <laughs> Bug Catcher Ken, but now he has like Marsh Tomp, and you're like, what? Why? That's not a bug. <laughs> He's just like, well, actually, it synergizes with my <laughs> Butterfree. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, do you have, do you think anything yeah, else sad here? Uh, this, this is topic? another huge draw of okay. platinum. Um, and it's a shame that like, since platinum and heart soul soul heart heart gold soul silver, um. You, you don't really see this return that much. I believe it comes back in X and Y, but that's like the end of it. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, yeah, I guess I guess so. And everyone will always ask every generation for it, and Game Freak will not for some reason. Yeah. X X and Y just had the battle mason, and that was just the battle tower. No, wasn't there, there like was, also like another? Like the, there was a battle the, subway, right? No, that was five. That was the fifth generation. But that was that was also still the battle tower. Oh, right. I'm thinking of X and Y. The closest the closest thing we've gotten like to it since was the Pokemon World Tournament in um Black and White 2. But that was still kind of like its own thing. Yeah. Alright. Uh any final thoughts? Um any final thoughts? Well, the one thing I want to ask, and this is a question that we'd like to look at here, is can you catch them all? This will kind of be our closing. Uh, thing on the fourth generation. Can do we think we can catch them all when we get to this generation? Uh, at the point they're at, shall we say? I'm gonna say yes because it's the first generation I actually did it on. Yes, mm. yeah, um, I'm gonna agree. It involved a lot of Wi-Fi trading, though. <laughs> That's the way you do it, eh? Yeah. Um, I, I'll say conditional yes. If you can get the event Pokemon, yes. Otherwise, it's, otherwise, it's just impossible. Mm. Yeah, there uh, there were enough distributions of the Pokemon themselves. I, yeah. I didn't mention that earlier during the event thing. You could either get the key item and like say catch Darkrai, but there was also like for the Pokemon movies, you could also get a version of Darkrai. Yeah, I will. Like I will also say um, this is a generation where I would, for purposes of catching it all, I would condone the use of an action replay. Just to get the key items you need. (laughs) I know it's technically cheating, but if it's just to get the items you need, I will not consider it cheating in regards to rules of can you catch them all. 
there, there's oh. a fun quirk with that. Let me remind me to talk about that during the Heart Gold and Soul Silver one because there's there's um, some cross pollination with events. Mm. We'll get there when we get there. Um, but yeah, between this uh, being able to connect, being able to transfer Pokemon from Ruby and Sapphire and uh, uh, Leaf Green and uh, Fire Red. Uh, I would say this was probably um, the closest it has come since uh, like Generation 2 and Generation 1 for Can You Catch Them All? Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I think, that's, yeah, um, as soon as you have the remakes, I think it actually does become slightly easier. And as soon as the internet's involved, it becomes more and more easier. This also becomes easier because there's a lot of, uh, po- as I said before, there's a lot of Pokemon in this generation that are like evolutions or pre evolutions of existing Pokemon. So you can transfer mm-hmm. your previous collection, upgrade a bunch of them, and you already got like a chunk of the new stuff done. Yeah, for sure, and that's that's kind of how I feel now. Like, for instance, I I'm on a I'm currently on a quest to uh, catch at least the uh, Sword and Shield region, like that their Pokedex is Pokemon, and the fact that I literally just transferred all my previous Pokemon, like, <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> we're well on our that's way. Um, no, I I think the one thing, and and this is something that I will mention when it comes to this, uh, can you catch them all? It's not necessarily with ability to do so, but with with I guess annoyance is that there is a point where like when I start looking at like 600 700 pokemon that the task starts to be itself like a deter det- uh, de- uh, what's it Yeah, called? this this yeah, is this is the start of uh, we're, we're going to get into this more in, in uh, black and white because hmm, uh <laughs> but uh this is the start of like there's starting to get to be a lot of them. Um one pokemon I actually just remembered that will endlessly complicate catching them all. Huh? Is it Spiritomb? No. It's Manaphy. Manaphy. (laughs) Manaphy. Oh, Manaphy's. Yeah, Manaphy's weird. So Manaphy and Fion are a legendary Pokemon that you can get by completing a different game. (laughs) You you, You can catch Manaphy by catching it in Pokemon Ranger. Ooh. connecting it to your diamond pearl or platinum game at which point you can then get a ma- like a level one mana fee or something from this guy objectively then, a good game by the by Ranger very good fun. game but like this is a lot of coordination for one pokemon yeah, it's a lot and then, <laughs> and then Manaphy... to get fion yeah. you have to breed mana fee. because mana fee is a legendary pokemon that can breed but it breeds a different Pokemon. <laughs> it's it's wild, yeah. It's not like a pre-evolution. It's not like a different form. It's just straight up a worse Manaphy. <laughs> I was I was gonna bring up Spiritomb just because like you you were talking about the the underground and the underground is great unless you don't have friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Spiritomb was a Pokemon that was completely tied to like using the underground you needed this particular item you could get from the underground but you had to like interact with people to do it oh yeah you had to like well you had to get this rock you had to put it into a cairn you had to have like 20 people touch it or something like that yeah it was it was a lot spiritomb was fun because it's the first pokemon in the game with no weaknesses at all yeah 
literally none. Because uh, as a ghost type, it's only um, weaknesses are then covered by its dark secondary typing, which um, led to a lot of hacks. <laughs> because there's there's the Pokemon Shedinja. Oh is that yeah, thing that yeah we touched Ninjas. on Shedinja. Yeah, so Shedinja has uh, Wonder Guard, which means only super effective hits will actually like hit it. Which the the mechanic there is it has one health, so if you actually smack it, it's over. But it can play around that. Um, but you can you can hack Wonder Guard onto Spiritomb, and it's just it's literally invincible. It was called Wonder Tomb, and it, <laughs> if you used it, you were the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think I think that's good. I think that actually kind of wraps us up here. Um, wow, we we went. <laughs> We went once again. I feel like uh, that's what's happening. The more and more we get into these things, but I, I thank you once again, Matt and uh, Tristan, for being here. Uh, this is definitely, I mean, as as probably I'm sure our listeners can tell, the one I am the least familiar with. Uh, actually, no, I feel like this one, and we'll see if the next generation I remember anymore as we go through. But there's the this is definitely my like gap years, you know. <laughs> like, I, I sure hope you're looking forward to Matt talks about the plot of. Uh, black and white for an entire hour. Oh, I do. I want you to talk about it. I want. I want to hear. Black, it. black and white. It. Black and white is going to be. I, I'm calling it now. It's going to be our longest episode because <laughs> there is so much to unpack. Black Black and white's plot is wild because it, it raises legitimate questions about the world and then goes nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into that one. Yeah, we'll get into that because that, that's your teaser for next episode. <laughs> yeah, there's your teaser. There's your teaser. Thank you for listening. We'll be back uh, once again. I only promise. I think within 30 days about <laughs> I'm even adding the caveat of about uh, so that That's that fair. is it, it might be two weeks it might be three weeks it might be four weeks but um, I hope you enjoy it uh, we've had pretty pretty regular listenership now so that's that's nice we have that's we good. have some people listening I nothing nothing too crazy but enough. as long as it's more than you know like zero people uh, I'm pretty happy <laughs> yep um, all right perfect all right uh, with that my for myself from Matt from Tristan I hope all of you have a wonderful Wonderful month, I guess, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Yep, see you later.